Hello, everybody. It's back here, and welcome to another edition of the Lone Star Lowdown. So, you know it was a really, really great night of hockey when um, you just really, really want to go on the podcast and talk about it. And that's kind of what I wanted to talk about tonight, just what happened yesterday in hockey. There was a couple of not-so-good games, a Stars game. Stars got outplayed, a couple power play goals from the Nashville Predators, and Stars just couldn't get any pucks past Yusei Soros. And the Predators ended up winning 2-0. Um, the Flyers absolutely dominated the Hurricanes, winning 4-1, and now are tied for the lead in the Metropolitan Division. Uh, Penguins absolutely outclassed the Sabres, but to no surprise. Um, Jonas Johansson, I mean, I see I don't I, I don't I don't know what I don't know what I feel, how I feel about Jonas Johansson. I don't think. He has potential, but, you know, he's a young goaltender. Uh, Leafs Kings was mediocre at best. It was a one nothing shootout win for the Kings, meaning no goals were scored until the shootout. And the Kings got two shootout goals, won the shootout 2-1, to one, but official game score, one nothing, no in-game goals in that game. It wasn't a terrible game, but it wasn't a great game. Uh, the Wild... Um, at, they Sharks kept it close for a little bit, but once the Wilds Wild scored that second goal, they pulled away with a third goal. Sharks kind of made it interesting towards the end, but it was it was a pretty heavily dominated game by the Minnesota Wild. So overall, yeah, the Wild controlled that game. Lightning absolutely destroyed the Canadians, proving that the Lightning are still one of the best teams. Um, in the, there you go, alright, and the Hawks, I'd say for the most part, the Hawks dominated that game, they, um, went up 3-0, 3-1, 4-1, Oilers made it interesting coming back, and made it 4-3, but that's all they did was make it interesting, and they came back, but the Hawks, right, that's why you get those goal leads, so you can make those kind of mistakes defensively, and allow teams back in the game, and it not be that big of a deal, alright. Here were, here were the other really good games. It was a hard-fought game between the Bruins and the Panthers. John Bucigross, who is known for doing his Bucci Man overtime challenges, um, was actually in person for an overtime challenge with Tory Krug. One with 51.9 seconds left. Just 52 seconds because it has to round up, obviously. Which makes sense, but it's 51.9 seconds exactly. It was a hard-fought game by both teams and... The Bruins really needed that win because right now here in the standings, um, we're going to look at each division. So the Panthers have 15 games remaining, which means they can get 30 points, 104 more, 104 points. So right now the Bruins are at needing six points to clinch. Yep, Bruins can get 104 points. Bruins need six points to clinch a playoff spot. Both the Maple Leafs and the Panthers both got points last. Both got points last night, so it's the five-point lead remains the exact same. Um, here and, and right, now is where we really get into the games tonight. It was a really hard-fought back-and-forth game between the Islanders and the Senators. Uh, Anders Lee opens the scoring one nothing. 
off to a good start. Connor Brown uh, comes back um, towards the end of the period uh, and ties it at one. Second period, uh, Matthew Barzell gets the scoring going, and you're like, okay, Islanders have come to play, and they're ready to go. And then that's really once Bakker scored a shorthanded goal. Ottawa Senators have 15 shorthanded goals. That leads the NHL. That's the one positive from the Ottawa Senators. Uh, Duclair, about five minutes later, puts them up 3-2. to two, And then it really just came down to uh, Ottawa just imposing their will for most of the game. It wasn't until Brady Zuchok got a late goal at 3.05 left in the third period that really put the game away. Yeah, the Islanders scored not that long after making the game 4-3, making it interesting. But overall, Craig Anderson had himself an amazing night getting 37 saves. Duclair had a really good game. Connor Brown had a really good game. Brady Chuck, as always, had himself a really, really good game. So overall, it, it was the Ottawa Senators night. And again... The Islanders did not play bad, but once the Ottawa Senators pulled away and got that third goal and imposed their will in the third period, getting that fourth, once they got that fourth goal late in the game, that sealed the deal, and it was a great win for the Ottawa Senators. It's not a great look for the Islanders. Because now the Islanders really don't look like that good of a don't look like that good of a team right now, and it's kind of disheartening. Last year could potentially uh, could have been a fluke. I'm going to look at the exact playoff standings. So I'm going to I'm going to look at the exact look at the exact standings here. Yeah, so the Islanders are battling with their in-state rivals, the New York Rangers. They technically are have a four-point lead because the Rangers have played one more game. So you have to give the Islanders that one more game. But at the same time. Rangers only trail the Blue Jackets by. So all right, let's say let's say everybody gets up to sixty eight games, um, and the Rangers win. Rangers will be down the Blue Jackets by one point. Um, Islanders would be. Islanders would have eighty two points. It'd be eighty two points. It would be seventy eight points for the Rangers. It would be seventy nine points. So the Rangers still technically would not be in the playoffs, but. but Officially, they're two points behind the Islanders, and that's just how close it is right now for the Rangers. And the Rangers do not play today. I didn't, didn't quite think so. Yeah, they, they play tomorrow against the Devils. I know that might be one of the game, one of the games at seven o'clock to keep an eye on. Also, Lightning Bruins. I mean, Lightning Bruins is good, but but do I see that game have playoff implications? It does, but the Bruins lead the Lightning by nine points. Yeah, the, the Bruins lead the Lightning by nine points. So, it'll be a mag- matchup of top team, but Devils-Rangers game to keep an eye on. Uh, do the Jackets play? The Jackets play at... Do the Islanders play on Saturday? Ooh, so a couple games to keep eye keep eyes on Islanders Hurricanes and Rangers Devils. Obviously, I'll be I'll be at Predators Stars at at uh, two o'clock Eastern in Dallas 
But, I mean, those, those are the games to keep an eye on. Both uh, Blue Jackets Oilers at 10, at, at 10 p.m., uh, Devils Rangers at 7 p.m., um, and also Hurricanes Islanders at 1 p.m. All big games on Saturday to keep an eye on. Now, here's where we get into the game of the night. This game was absolutely phenomenal. The Rangers hosting the Washington Capitals. And this was, I will tell you right now, this is by far, the from a regular season standpoint, again, you want to put a playoff, playoff game in there. All right. A playoff game, as far as trying to tell somebody, get somebody interested in hockey, is a totally different animal than a regular season game. Because yeah, a regular season game can can be lit, can be really good, but at the same time, it's a hard proposition to put it over a playoff game because a playoff game a lot of times has much more intensity. But this Rangers Capitals game had so much intensity. It was so much fun to watch. Like, I, I, I watched the highlights. I, I had no idea how intense it would be. And it's not that... It, it, it's, it's hard to say just on a, norm, on a normality basis what really is going to end up being the best game. Like you never truly know. No, There's no way you go look at Rangers Capitals and like, Oh, yeah, that is definitely going to be the game of the night. Great matchup, great rivalry, and a lot of, lot of implications on the line. Don't get me wrong. Same thing with Flyers and uh, Hurricanes, which is, the game I, which is the game I watched outside of Stars game. Um, I watched Maple Leafs-Kings, but that's more because I wanted to watch that matchup over watching another wild game. Wild are now in the playoffs. They've been on a tear recently, but again, I wanted to watch Maple Leafs Kings. So, yeah, Capitals Rangers have some implications, sure, but you 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 never know. So to really, obviously, you know, not to pick a game when two teams have like no stake in the playoffs, except for this is a wild card tonight's game between the Red Wings and the Hawks. That has some playoff implications because, and I know you're going to think I'm crazy for saying this, but the Hawks surely still have a chance to make it into the playoffs if they're only four games out. But here but here, here we go with Rangers and the um, Capitals. I'm going to get into this game. Just give me one second here. Just taking a second to load up here. Um, Alright, so the final score, or, no, I'm not going to get into that. Alright, so it starts out with Carl Hagelin. Now, that first Carl Hagelin goal, shouldn't have gone in, it's a bad angle, but again, it's one of those, it's, it's one of those, it's hockey, it, ha- it happens sometimes that way. Okay, it, it would have mattered if the Cavs would have started to truly pull away, because the Cavs would have truly started to pull away at that point, then you, then you can kind of wonder, okay, um, that's a bad goal to let in. It was, it was a bad goal to let in, don't get me wrong, but if, again, the Cavs have truly pulled away at that point, then that would then you look back at that goal. 
now the way the game turned out, okay, it happens. Not a great goal to let in, but it happens. Uh, Mika Zibanejad comes back a couple minutes later and gets a power play goal assist from Panarin and D'Angelo. It's one to one at that point. Um, still go, uh, still fighting again, and it would go into the second period, one one. Which the way this game turned out is absolutely shocking. The second period is where everything went off, and the uh, Rangers scored a goal with Mika Zibanejad again. Now it's now Zibanejad's second goal of the night. Keep an eye on that. And Bushnevich and Fox got um, the assist. Adam Fox having himself a really good year. Should be should at least be in the conversation for the Calder Cup trophy. Not saying he's he's a favorite, but he should at least be in the conversation for a Calder Cup trophy. I'll give it that. He's had himself a good enough year where he should be in the conversation. He'd be talked about as one of the best rookies in the NHL. Um, later on in the second period, Elia Kovalchuk ties it up. I think that was his first goal as a capital for Kovalchuk. Great for Kovalchuk to get a goal. I do think the pickup of Elia Kovalchuk has been good for the Capitals. Their their problems overall are more are more than just Kovalchuk. I, I don't think goal scoring is an issue for the Washington Capitals. I'll say that a little bit later. Um, coming back just a couple minutes later, it is Tony D'Angelo scoring, um, Mark Stahl and Panarin getting, getting in on the action. It's three to two Rangers. Um, 16 seconds later, Hathaway ties it up and we are off to the races in a really, really good game. Um, Mika Zibanejad gets a hat trick very early on in the third period, third goal of the game. Having himself a great game. Obviously, it's Alexander Ovechkin coming back and tying it midway in the third period. Um, that like it's just what Alex Alex Ovechkin does. And you like, there's very rarely a time with an Ovechkin goal where you're like, dang, the goaltender shouldn't have let that in because Ovechkin knows how to shoot the puck properly. Most other normal pe- most other normal NHL players, you'd be like, okay, maybe the goaltender should stop that. But when it's Ovechkin. You, it's hard to say, oh, you should have stopped an Ovechkin shot of all shots. Um, minute 42 left in the game. Mika Zibanejad scores a power play goal. That is his fourth goal of the game, and it is 5-4 Rangers. And you're thinking at that point, Rangers have got this. Capitals have just blown it. What a great game still for Mika Zibanejad. But, of course, with 43 seconds left in the third period, it's Ovechkin. And that would send it to overtime. Early on in overtime, a great breakaway by Mika Zibanejad. What an amazing deke. What an amazing goal. What an amazing night for Mika Zibanejad. And I got a Rangers jersey. I have a player who I will not say on the back of it. If you know who I'm talking about, great. If you don't know who I'm talking about, don't worry about it because he's going to get stripped on the back of our Rangers jersey um, very, very soon because I'm going to get Mika Zibanejad on the back of my Rangers jersey. Mika Zibanejad is a phenomenal player. A lot of people, like, I, I remember when the Rangers were on, I think it was on Wednesday Night Hockey, or it was a game where they were covering the Rangers, and um, they were arguing, like, who who's the more important player between Panera and Zibanejad? Panarin's got some good points. He's a good pickup. Panarin 
has put the Rangers in, we can get over the hump and get in the playoffs. But you need a healthy Zibanejad to to help out. I truly now think Zibanejad is more important than Panarin. Panarin now puts you over the hump as far as being able to make the playoffs. Zibanejad just... You can't, you can't do it without... I just think Zibanejad... Because he, he, he was the thing, when Zibanejad was out, I didn't have any confidence that the Rangers were making a true big-time strong push for the playoffs, and now that Zibanejad's healthy... Now, here's been, the, here's been the issue, though. The fact that they now have to rely on Henrik Lundqvist. That is not a good proposition. I'm sorry, but Henrik Lundqvist does not have it anymore with Shesterkin being down due to injury. Like, I mean, yeah, it's better that they rely on Alexander Georgiev. Yeah, you, you can count on Georgiev more than you can count on Lundqvist. Now, would the game have gone much different? If it was Lundqvist versus Holtby, not tremendously. Again, you, you never know, but I like I just don't think what goaltenders were in last night would have made a difference as far as how the game went. I truly, yeah, I truly don't think. And goaltending, the goaltending wasn't bad. I, no, no, those were some really good shots, really good plays. I had no point blame Samsonov or. And Georgi have at any point. Now, he, he, here's my one big thing with the Capitals right now. Um, as one of the last things I'll say on this podcast. The Capitals are... And I'm just going to be... They're, just, they're not getting goaltending. That's really what it comes down to is... You you can't be confident in, in the Capitals goaltending right now. And that's hurting them. They scored five goals and still lost that game. Now... Zabanejad had him a monster goal, had him a had himself a monster game, scoring five goals. But I just, but with the Capitals, you can't go into a game and be like, oh yeah, you can rely on Ilya Samsonov or Braden Holpe to shut down these goal scorers and win yourself a hockey game. You just can't count on that and. That's right now the unfortunate part for the Capitals. And now, would the Capitals do fine against a wild card team? Looking at who the wild card teams are, I think they could beat the Jackets. Um, in the wild card, um, let's see. Would the Capitals beat the Rangers? I'll be honest; I have no confidence that the Capitals would be able to beat the Rangers in a playoff series. Now, I don't see that happening, but you never, you never know where the Rangers could end up. I uh, depends on when the Hurricanes goaltenders come back. It is usually if the Hurricanes make the playoffs. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals here. Depends on when the Hurricanes goaltenders come back and if that's enough to propel them in the playoffs and how they're looking because they're now starting to get good goaltending. Because that's the one thing right now with the Carolina Hurricanes is you cannot trust their goaltenders and. I'm not blaming the Hurricanes. It's just like that's what you have to deal with when your two top goaltenders are out and you're relying on Alex Nedjelkovic, who's not a very good goaltender at all. And I don't even—I'll be honest—I don't even know who their other goaltender is. But oh, Anton Forsberg, yeah, who has hasn't made a start in a couple years. Was on the Hawks when the Hawks were really bad. 
So, yeah. So overall, I just I just think that yeah, there, there, there's only maybe a couple teams that the Capitals would maybe have even a shot of playing well against in the playoffs. I just I'm looking at this and I'm like I. Hmm. Yeah, I I don't I don't know how to feel about the Washington Capitals right now. The Rangers, I will be honest, you get Shesterkin in net if Shesterkin comes back, or Georgiev can prove you that he can be a good goaltender. I I think the Rangers will be a tough playoff series for anybody. I if I'm the Bruins, I don't know. If I'd be a hundred percent confident playing the Rangers in a playoff series, now I know the Bruins have looked good for the most part against the New York Rangers. I think, yeah, they've looked good for the most part against New York Rangers, but it's still the New York Rangers. The Rangers, to be honest, in my opinion, might be one of the most exciting teams right now to watch. Right now in hockey, they they've looked really good. Like I love I love listening to Sam Rosen, Panarin's exciting, Georgiev, D'Angelo, Adam Fox, obviously Mika Zibanejad. Um, it sucked that they're without Chris Kreider, but hey, they're playing well enough right now. Where I'm not saying they couldn't use Chris Kreider. Oh, I would be shocked. The way they're playing right now with a healthy Chris Kreider, if they don't, I'd be disgusted if they didn't make the playoffs. Absolutely disgusted if the Rangers didn't make the playoffs. The way they're playing right now, how close they are to a playoff spot with a healthy Chris Kreider, I'd be disgusted if the Rangers didn't make the playoffs. Now, if it, if it's because of Sturkin being injured and having to rely on Lundqvist, eh, Eh, that's how I feel about that, but I don't know. I like Georgiev better start against the Devils. I'm sorry. If you put Lundqvist in there against the Devils, I'm telling you right now, Rangers, you are conceding that game. You are you are conceding. The Rangers desperately need that win. You desperately have to put in um Georgiev. Uh, let's see what's the oh yeah. Now, against Dallas, that's just deal with choice on how you feel about that. And, yeah. So, but against the Devils, I mean, it, it, it's not a game that you should take. I mean, again, I know it's the Devils. I know it's a rivalry. And, again, I know the Devils aren't that good this year. But that's not a game that you should take lightly. So, Yep, I know this was a long podcast, but I had a lot of information to get on this one. If you have any questions about anything I said on this podcast, leave a comment below. That'll do it for this edition of Lone Star Lowdown. It's Max Beer signing off. Everybody have a wonderful weekend. I will see you guys on Monday.